thing. This is the Life Podcast by Justin. Real news, real guests, and we're coming to you live. Three, two, one. What's up, everyone? This is your boy JJ coming in for another episode of This is the Life Podcast. And today's episode for me is a special one. Um, This individual I have on my platform is no stranger in the fitness industry. Um, In my opinion, you have to be in the know to know who he is. And luckily for me, I know who he is because for one, he is involved with some major key players in the industry. Um, I'm going to keep my intro very short because he's a busy guy. And again, I do appreciate him coming on. I'm going to just give a quick introduction of who he is. His name is Sean Torbati. If you don't know who he is, he's the owner of High Performance Nutrition. He's also a partner with the Ambrosia Collective, which I'm a fan of because I do take the products. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Sean on so we can get this started. Sean, how are you doing this afternoon? Oh, very good, sir. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, before we before we start, I wanted to um, just give everybody a brief uh, intro about how I got in contact with you. I want to say it was about a year or so ago when I reached out to you, and I know you were literally in the process of becoming a new father. So yeah. I know you told me, you're like, hey, you know, I'm getting ready to be a dad, so let's try to make it a little later. And then this year, I thought about it. I'm like, okay, I know it's been almost a year. So I said, I'm sure his schedule opened up a little bit. So I said, let me just try to reach out. And then you did, and then we made it happen. I know the first time things came up. So now here we back here we are back again. So again, I wanted to uh take take the time to say thank you for, you know, sitting down and talking with me. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's funny because that's probably the focal point of life right now for me is this pursuit of time and like this desire that we have as humans to control time and to manipulate it to our needs. But, you know, yet you can't. It's just it keeps moving. And uh, that's what I'm recognizing more than anything. Now, I'm 35. I've been working in the fitness and health space for almost as long as I've been alive. So I'm 35. And since I was 18, this has been my passion, health and fitness, and wanting to help other people achieve health and fitness specifically. Because actually, although I've competed in natural bodybuilding and I do this for myself, I find the most passion in helping other people do it because it's, it's nothing for me to do it. It's like at this point, like I said, I've been doing it longer than I wasn't doing it. It's just, it's who I am now, but I'm interested in helping everyone achieve health and wellness um, through whatever vehicle that I can. Primarily it comes out in the supplements. Like we make dietary supplements. I design these products um, and uh, lead the manufacturing process and the quality control process to make the best products that we think are possible to make to help people achieve these goals. But I'm equally as interested in the generality of nutrition and how that affects our body, exercise, our mental state, and even the people that we surround ourselves with. Any part of how you can be healthier is something that interests me. Now, before we really dive into that, because I want to get more, I wanted to ask you so far. Well, first, I want to tell you congratulations. On, on your child being born. Thank you. How how have you, well, from one father to another, how have you adjusted to fatherhood this last, I want to say, yeah, past year, correct? Yeah, this past year. My baby's 10 months old now, so she was born um, 
March, uh, March 23rd, uh, sorry, March 22nd, 2023. So three, 23 is okay. when she was born. And, uh, so she's 10 months old, uh, almost. And it's, it's changed everything about life because your entire schedule has to adjust. And in, in some ways, your understanding of what life is has to adjust because there is this person now, this little, little human that is now entirely dependent on, on you. And I had the mini version of this when I got married, because although I, I like to believe that I'm the leader of my household and that my, I am responsible for my wife and taking care of her. I promised her dad that that's when, when I asked my um, father-in-law for his daughter's hand in marriage, I took him out to dinner and I said, Hey, I want to marry your daughter, but I want you to know when you, if you say yes, what you're also saying yes to is that you're never going to have to worry about her again. Like you will still love her all the same, but you'll never have to wonder if she's good and taken care of and protected and being loved because I, I will promise to do that as long as I live, that that's my promise to you is that I'll do that. So I've had a mini version of that, but when my child was born, it was a whole new one because although I, I am and, and want to be all those things for my wife, she's still a very capable person and like can do anything. She just happened to choose that she would want to hitch her wagon to mine and we were going to carry on down this road of life. But the baby has no ability to do anything. It really needs us to program it from zero. It has no programming. And so it's such an opportunity to be able to imprint um, yourself, even though it's already there genetically. Now it's like, of course, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I, I tend to believe a lot more in nurture versus nature, like in terms of how people turn out. I don't, I don't like to think uh, or give too much credit to just genetics to say what your potential is. Of course, it's going to dictate how tall you are and you know your complexion and your eye color and stuff like that. But when it comes to things that are behaviorally oriented and outcome, like based on effort and work ethic and stuff, I think that's like a lot of it is how you're raised and who you're raised by and who you're surrounded by. So um, I want to believe that we have this opportunity to do, do what will be the best thing that we ever do, which is to raise this child and hopefully, you know, uh, God willing, uh, other children in the future. Um, so it's changed everything because it's really for the first time made me analyze what I have been doing with my time, which is entirely, I'm not going to say donating it because obviously I'm compensated, but pouring it, I'll say, because it goes freely and it goes a lot into my work. And I love that, but I now want to make sure at this point as a father and getting through this first year, I want to make sure that I start to conserve some of that time for this child and for my family, which I haven't done before. Even in my, after I'm, I've been married for over two years now, it's like two and a half years, I haven't really had to do this audit of my time and be faced uh, to reckon with the fact that I spend way too much of it working. And that's not, and I'm not trying to show off about that. I'm trying to say that there's a lot of time that goes into the work that I want to reclaim some of and become more efficient over there, continue to build our teams so that I have a, a little bit more to give to my family. Well, for one, your daughter's an Aries, correct? Uh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not so big on the Gemini, so I don't know. I only know I'm a Gemini. I only know I'm a Gemini, but I'm not so big on the astrology chart, so I don't. I don't know what she is. But I, I okay. think that's probably right. Yeah, because I was no. Because the reason why I'm saying because I'm I'm a March baby as well, thirty first. 
Okay. So I want to say she she falls into that Aries group. So she's gonna be all right. I can tell you that. Okay, you know, but you 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 did make some points about it. You know, because like I said, I have a daughter as well. She's five, and one thing I always say as a father, parent in general, there is no listen. There is no instruction manual on how to be a parent. You know, once once that baby is brought into the world, it, it's go time. That's my That's opinion. It. You know, and and of course, listen, you have to be nervous because, well, for one, I'm only child. Okay. And now here I am. I have to be able to raise another specimen, you know, and it's nerve wracking. But I look at it like at least for me, these these past five years, and I'm like, for one, I'm like, wow, time has flown, but there's still work to be done. You know, there's still days where I feel I dropped the ball, but I say that to say no one is perfect. You yeah. know, I, I look at I look at the basics, how I was raised. Never, never missed a meal, never went without clothes or anything like that, you know, and I look at those foundations and if people stick to those. You're fine. And it's the same thing with the husband or a wife. You know, you have to be able to work together, you know. So when I was listening back to what you said, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I absolutely agree with everything you say, you know, because it makes sense. Now, everybody, again, everybody's different, you know, but that's what makes the world unique. But I feel like as long as you're doing what you're doing and it's positive, there's nothing left to be said, you know. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, this is called the Good Life Podcast. So although my expertise and my formal trainings and, and my work is, is in the fitness space. I like to think that it's all part of a good life. And to that end, I think the number one thing that I've taken away since our child was born is just how important it is to have an amazing partner um, or spouse in the process of having this child. Um, that makes it so much smoother. I'm not saying you, you have to have that, but it, it was so, for me, it was the only way I wanted to do it. Actually, um, I only, I told myself at some point when I was like in my mid-20s that I only wanted to get married once I had determined that the person was going to be someone that I wanted to have a child with. If, if I didn't see myself having a child with them, or if I actually, not that I couldn't see it, if I wasn't thinking that, okay, this is what we're doing, like if we weren't in alignment with it, not not just that I could envision it. If we didn't both agree that we wanted to have kids together, I actually wouldn't have gotten married um, because marriage as an institution, as a, as a legal uh, arrangement was always kind of weird to me. <laughs> like it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. And I've seen way too many of my friends go through a lot of difficulties tied to marriage. Uh, and usually there, like a lot of the times there wasn't even kids in, in some of these marriages that I, that I'm speaking of or referring to. But, mm-hmm. um, I said, okay, if you're, if you find a woman that you, uh, not only want to spend all your time with and you want to be faithful to and committed to and, and uh, honor, but you also can see yourself having a child. Now, you know, you're at least going to be in this for 18 years. Then you may as well just go, you may as well at that point, go for it because it's part of creating security for the child. It's, it's like creating a, creating a household for the child that doesn't seem to be uh, fragile in any way. Because um, I think, like yourself, in my childhood, I never had any questions about anything related to my parents. Like, my questions was really only about, like, oh, I got this bully or I got this thing. I wish that 
you know, I could do this or that, or like, you know, I was wanting to play basketball. I wish I was taller, but like, these are none, none of these things are, are concerns of the quality of my parents. Like they did everything that they were supposed to do. Like you said, never missed a meal, never wanted for anything that was, that was needed. You may have wanted for things that you wanted that were just like a toy or something. But when it came to matters of love, time, attention, food, all the necessities, shelter, those were all there all the time, never in question, um, nor was my parents' relationship in question. So I want uh, to raise kids in that same stable point and position. I know I don't like I know I don't like this question, <laughs> but I, I, I might just throw it in just just for a laugh. Do, do, it. You, see, do you see yourself? Having another child. Yes. You do. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, we definitely want to have another child. So, uh, if it was up to my wife, we would already be, we would already be trying to do it right now. But <laughs> I was very insistent that we wait till at least till, uh, till our, my daughter Sienna is her name. till she got to be a year old. Um, so that we could like complete the first year, uh, like with just all of our attention on her, learn together, grow together, uh, understand our new life as parents together and then from there proceed and, and try and um, you know if, if like if the universe wills it did for us to get another kid um, we, we we are kind of like in alignment on that now in the sense that like I said she would have wanted to do it now because she's you know I'm 35 she's 32 and it's like mm-hmm. she's like I'm I don't want to be old like I don't want it's hard to like bounce back after having baby so I don't want to uh, I don't want to wait too long and have it be really hard for myself. I want to do it now, 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 now. And, and I'm, I'm very much a patient person. I'm, I'm always willing to wait. And sometimes for me in my life, the best thing I ever did was wait. And it's for a lot of things, uh, including settling down with a partner, making certain business moves, uh, taking big, big actions or big risks, waiting, uh, waiting a while, and then just continuing to collect data, not waiting in the sense of doing nothing. Just waiting in the sense of continuing on my path of what I was already doing and working towards the goals I had already set and not deviating um, for something that came up. That has always served me well. And so I'm hoping that it does here, too. Now, the reason why I ask, are you an only child, Sean, or no? No, I, I have a I have a sister um, who actually works for us in, in businesses. She's our, our head of supply chain. And then I had an older brother who passed away. Sorry to hear that. He was 24 and I was 18. And actually, that's part of what has ignited this passion in me that um, that w- that probably will never go out. Yeah, because I'm an only child. So that's why I had asked that, you know, and the conversation always strikes upon why don't I consider? And I tell people, I said, me growing up, I'm not going to lie. There were days where I always use the analogy that, you know, when I played video games, I couldn't hit the two player. It was just me, but I learned to adjust, you know what I mean? But I always tell people that ask me, I, I, I let them know, you know, only, I didn't have only child syndrome, you know, people make it seem like I had a hard child. I did it. it just some days was harder than others when I wanted to do different things. But I yeah. mean, at this point, again, at the end of the day, look, I let the heavens above decide. I don't have that control for me. If it happens, it happens, you know, but at, this moment, I'm thankful for what I do have with my daughter. So, you know, again, the year just started. You never know what will happen. So, yeah. But I wanted to piggyback on what you first mentioned with your businesses. Now, like I had mentioned, I am a big supporter 
of of your 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 business. Um, HPN. I, I want to ask you this: How did you come up with the with the brand and the products? Like, you know, yeah. What made you decide that I want to release this out to you know consumers and everything? So, to to answer that question fully, the the background that you would need to know is that when I was uh, when I was sixteen, or actually maybe fifteen, and my brother. <laughs> was eight years old or seven years older than me. So uh, I think I'm about 15. He's about 23. He is, uh, he's diagnosed, uh, or sorry, 22. He's diagnosed with uh, terminal heart disease. And his heart is at that point um, rapidly starting to, to deteriorate in its functionality. And if you and I's heart or, or a healthy person's heart runs at 100% capacity or 90% capacity, his is at about, 50% at this time, and it continued to go downwards. And uh, at that point, they told him that he would, you know, have probably six months or a year or so um, to live. And, you know, that was like kind of a death sentence to him. And he was already um, significantly overweight. So he was having issues all through his teens um, and into his early 20s. And he used to be like extremely skinny. And then over time, couldn't be active anymore. They didn't know why. And eventually they figured it out. But uh, and it was this heart disease, this heart condition that he had. He didn't have the energy to do really anything. And as a result, when you're a kid and this happens to you, you don't know how to handle it. And your parents aren't experts in nutrition. You don't have quite the right care. Um, he started eating very poorly and a lot of candy, a lot of soda, a lot of sugary stuff um, and very little healthy food. Um, and certainly didn't have the ability to exercise anymore because he would just be so tired all the time. And this led to him gaining a lot of weight and to where he was like, you know, he's about five, five eleven or so, five ten, and he's like shooting up over 200, climbing, 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 getting over 300 pounds. And, uh, of course, if you have a, an issue with your heart, the worst thing that you can do is to be overweight um, because then it's more strain on the heart. And if you have a heart that's not functioning well and then you add more stress to it, it's going to be a recipe for a disaster. So um, he lived longer than than he was supposed to, according to what they said. But um, when he's 24 and I'm 17, he passes away uh, from this heart condition. And I had offered, you know, at this time I was becoming very interested in, in working out um, for personal reasons. Like I wanted to look good. I wanted to get girls, all this stuff. Um, and I was starting to wrestle too. Um, but I, I had offered what I what I knew and what I was reading about and how I was testing stuff on myself. Um, but, you know, I'm just a kid. I'm 16 and then I'm 17 years old and no one really cares um, at that point. But um, come to think back on it, like if I was able to help put him on a nutrition protocol, um, I do actually believe that he may still be alive today uh, if we could have controlled his weight. Because as I've come to learn in later years, there are other people who have this type of condition who through the power of nutrition uh, and managing their weight are able to um, overcome it. And not, not to say they cure it because they don't, but they don't put the extra stress on their heart. And then they deal with the fact that they, yeah, they have a limited amount of conditioning and how much activity they can do, but um, you know, they're still here. So at that point, um, like I said, something was lit inside of me and it was like, I'm going to definitely be part of the solution here. I'm going to help as many people as I can to, live higher quality lives through the power of nutrition and training and supplementation. 
Now, these are things that all three of those things go together. And I got obsessed with all three of them at the same time. And at first I was thinking, do I want to own a gym? And I was like, okay, I don't think I want to do that. It doesn't seem to be um, direct enough. Uh, and like a gym is like a, a lot of capital. I come, I came to learn as I started to learn about business. Like, okay, you have to have a ton of money to sink into the equipment to start a gym. And then you have to build the business. You can't really build the business until you have the equipment. So I was like, I didn't really have enough money for that, nor had a path of how I was going to get it. So I said, okay, that's not the one. So then I started really learning about training. Um, and I started getting training certifications. I started taking every training certification I could get. Uh, and same thing with nutrition. Then I go to school uh, to Michigan State. I study nutrition and I study business. Uh, I get more certifications and I start training people and doing nutrition planning online. Uh, and in, in the meanwhile, I've developed a uh, relationship and a partnership with a uh, store in California that sells dietary supplements. Because um, before I went to Michigan State, I first moved out to California to go to college there. Um, and I met, I met the owner of the store and, and I started working there and, um, I really loved it. And I became so obsessed with, with supplements that I, I, uh, had like a little a name for myself in the local community of people who would come there and it's in Newport beach. The store was, so it happened to be a lot of wealthy people, a lot of athletes, a lot of, a lot of high profile individuals. And so, um, my plan was that I was going to finish school and then I was going to go become a partner in that store. Um, and then I was going to try and build more stores. But once I graduated and I moved there, we worked on that store relentlessly and made it very, very successful, my partner and I, and it was doing well. But I realized that I was not going to be able to grow any further than that. And when we tried to do a repeat of what we were doing there in other stores, it didn't quite go the same because we didn't have any uh, products that you couldn't get anywhere else. We didn't have any exclusive products. And the big point of differentiation that we had was me selling the products and giving people advice and helping them plan their workouts and building rapport with them. That was the big differentiator. So I thought to myself that if I want to build something that can scale, that can get very large, I'm going to need to have it be a brand that is bigger than a store. It's going to be a product line that people can buy anywhere. Um, and then I can pour myself into that and, and work on every which way of making that something special. And that'll transcend any one geographic location. And so that's when I started developing high-performance nutrition. This was back in 2010. So 2010, I, start, I started developing high-performance nutrition. I started working on my first formula, started doing test batches, started doing all the quality control testing. And then by the end of 2010, I released the first, the first product. And uh, it's been off to the races since then. Yeah, I like I said, I've been a supporter of HPN now oof, last few years. One of my favorite products, and I want you to talk about it, the T5 Booster. Mm -hmm. Talk about the formula and what it's really for, because there's some people that don't understand what it's for or why do yeah. you use it. So let's yeah. talk about that, Sean. That's a good one. I mean, this is, again, I love that the podcast is called Good Life, you know, because like actually... I don't want to interrupt you. It's actually this is the life. Good life. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all, it's all, no, no, no. It's listen. Yeah. It's all the same. But yeah, yeah, this is the life. This is the life. So this is yeah. so same. So this is the life. Uh, I'm sorry about making that mistake earlier. So, fine. No uh, problem. I, but but uh, I added the good in there for you. Yeah. So so <laughs> this is the life, and and I like to do things that improve the overall quality of life. And for guys like you and myself and anyone else in there. 
30s, uh, 40s, 50s, and even 60s, um, one of the things that's going to dictate how our quality of life is would be our testosterone levels. And as, as we age, our testosterone levels naturally decline. Everyone pretty much knows this by now, um, starting when you're in your late 20s, because the fact is that humans are really designed to, to live somewhere in the 50-year-old range. Life expectancy is only where it is now because of the intervention of cooking our food and modern medicine and shelter. Otherwise, we wouldn't probably be making it this long. So it makes sense that once you get past the middle of your life, that, that's about 25 to 30 years old. That's, that's technically the midlife. Most of us now have our midlife crisis when we're in our 40s or 50s, but that's not really what, that's not nature's midlife crisis. That's the consumer modern society midlife crisis. So you're 25, 30 years old for most people, not everyone, but most people, you're going to experience a drop in testosterone. Now, what that means is you're going to experience a drop in your ability to build and maintain lean muscle, some decrease in your sex drive, your vigor, which is like your desire for life, your your uh, innate sense of like, I got to go out and get this, like that, that feeling. Uh, and then uh, like your sex drive, libido, and, and even your body fat levels. Um, these all can be impacted because it's one of those hormones that is just involved in a lot of different processes. Now, it doesn't outright cause any of those things I just said, but it's a contributing factor to almost all of them. So for a lot of guys, the first step is if you're in your 30s, if you're 20 years old, you're listening to this, don't worry about it. But unless if you're having, you know, serious, you feel like you're having serious health issues, then I recommend everyone get blood work for that reason. Uh, and, and actually, I'll just take a step back. Everyone should get blood work at least once a year if you're in your 20s. Once you get into your 30s, at least twice a year. And then once you're in your 40s, I'm, I'm already on this. I'm, I'm not 40, but I'm already on this. I get it done quarterly. I do my full panel blood work every four, every three months, so I have it quarterly. So I'm always keeping track of what's going on because your blood work is the snapshot in time of what's going on inside of your body that you can't see. You might feel it, but you can't see it. So you need to have a record of this over time so that you can see how it's changing based on what you're doing or not doing. So I recommend people get their, their blood checked. And you can check for two things or three things, actually, your testosterone levels in the total sense. That means the amount of total testosterone your body produces. Your free testosterone, which is the unbound testosterone that your body can take and use whenever it wants it. And then your SHGB, that's your sex hormone binding globulin. It's a protein that covers testosterone and binds some of it so that it's not free and able to be used. Uh, and then of course you can also monitor your estrogen levels and, and many other things. But specifically when we talk about testosterone, we need it. We need it to be at a certain level. There's a minimum level, which is something around 200. Uh, you can get this tested on your blood work. Uh, any physician can order it. Or the cool thing is now getting your blood work done has become so much easier. You used to have to have a prescription. Now you can kind of just order it for yourself whenever you want to. They put a lot of that power back in the consumer's hands. Um, but most people can get it just ordered straight through the doctor. You go to the lab, get your blood work, and then in a couple of days you have the results. If your testosterone levels come back under 200, you're most likely in a state of low testosterone. And when you're in that state, you're going to experience those symptoms I mentioned, which is like lower energy, lower sex drive, lower libido, decreased desire to exercise, to just live life, to get out there, to go get it. Uh, and, and the decreased ability to hold lean muscle mass and an increased propensity to gain fat. These are all things we don't want. So we take an intervention. Uh, and when you get to this point, there's a couple of things to be considered. <coughs> 
The first is that, have you done the bare minimum? And the bare minimum to me is getting a minimum of seven hours of sleep a night, making an effort to consume enough dietary protein every day, which is something around a gram per pound of lean body weight, uh, exercising four to five times a week, moving around to some level every day, actually, but exercising intentionally uh, in the gym or, or however you prefer to exercise four to five times a week for 30 minutes to an hour. Um, are you doing those things? If you're not doing those things, do those things immediately. That's something that everyone can start free. You can do it for free. And if you are doing those things, then we can get into what I'll talk about with interventions. Okay. Now, I want to ask you, I know you're not a doctor, but like I said, as a consumer for T5, how long do you recommend someone to take it? Like, in other words, should there be a period in between to detox it? Yeah. So because I've been, I've been, we didn't even really get into, we didn't even yet get into what T5 is. So I haven't told the people that yet. So you're at that point now. Let's just say that you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s, and you've determined that you could benefit from boosting your testosterone levels. And I say that because if someone took that blood work and their testosterone was like 600 to 800, like it's already like pretty optimal, I don't think you need to take T5. And if you're not feeling good or your best self, it's probably for a different reason that you want to analyze that same blood work or the rest of your lifestyle to figure out. But if we've determined that you are a fit for it, my number one recommendation is to try and boost your testosterone levels naturally. And when I say naturally, I mean just through herbs and adaptogens, which such as T5. T5 happens to be the very best natural testosterone booster on the market based on a combination of ingredients that are all clinically dosed and all clinically validated to boost your free testosterone and your total testosterone while keeping in check your sex hormone binding globulin and estrogen levels. So it's like really addressing the whole picture of natural hormone production from the testosterone and estrogen uh, perspective. Now, when you take T5, how long should you take it? We recommend people take two bottles, which is two months worth followed by one to two weeks off. And in reality, those one to two weeks off are not because anything bad is going to happen if you don't take it. It's for most people, they only they only will take a break from their training, um, if, if like their intense training, we should say, um, when, it's, when it's planned. Um, we, we advocate and we have like a, a scientific approach to how we recommend people train as well. And after every eight weeks, we believe there should be one week where you scale back the intensity of your training. You could still be active every single day, but you wouldn't be pushing yourself as hard. You wouldn't be like really like trying to exert maximal effort or really push to the to the edge of what your capabilities are. And during that week, we recommend not taking it just so that you have like a complete deload and that'd be the time to take it. But in reality, in, in actuality, reality, you don't actually have to stop taking it uh, ever if you don't want to. Yeah, you know, because I said, you know, before we met, I said I had to ask you that because again, I've I've been a consumer of it now. Honestly, it has to be I feel like at least a few years. Yeah. Give there's, or take. There's, a, there's a school of thought that um once you like become I guess habituated to it or you've been taking anything for a long time, either there's like a a decrease in sensitivity to these herbs um and or a decrease in the perception of their effects mentally. Uh, and both of those are possible. And we kind of manage both of those possibilities by taking that week off, that one to two weeks off after every two bottles as well. Now, 
as another, well, I'm sorry, as a consumer of another product, Switching Avenues, I got into, which we'll, we'll talk about them in a minute, PA7. I first heard about it when Mike Rashid advertised it. And I thought about it and I said, well, I like the effect. I like what I hear. And then I saw you advertise it. I'm like, okay, it's selling me, it's selling me. And I've been on it now, I say around a year or so. I noticed the effects of it. And again, it's a great product. What is PA7? Because some people are probably going to be like, what is what? Is, what are all these numbers? What what are these products? So explain briefly about what PA7 is, because I know it as the quote unquote steroid copycat, as you always yep. call it. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. So, I remember. So, I remember know. when we came up with that with that uh, nickname for it. We're like, oh, this is going to really piss people off. But it's like, yep, run it. And the reason was because it's accurate, and it's fun to it's fun to find things in marketing that are triggering but also have enough accuracy that you can stand on it as being a true statement or not an untrue statement to where it's like, okay, I needed to get your attention. Now let me tell you about the science behind this product. So what PA7 is, phosphatidic acid has been patented as mediator, and that's what we licensed in this product. And that is a booster of a protein called mTOR. That's the mammalian target of rapamycin. That's what mTOR stands for. And this protein helps us to amplify how much dietary protein and amino acids we can synthesize into muscle tissue. That's the essence of what it does. Now, when you work out, you cause an increase in mTOR. And that's one of the reasons why we build muscle after we strength train. You cause this damage to your muscles. And then as a result, mTOR goes up. If you consume enough protein, then your body is able to take that protein and use it to rebuild the muscle that was damaged hopefully bigger and stronger over time, and then you start accumulating muscle. So this product helps to amplify that response. It's called mechanistic mTOR, meaning when you do some type of mechanical activity with your body and your muscles, that type of mTOR activation, phosphatidic acid patented as mediator, which is what PA7 is. So basically, I'll, I'll just say PA7 from now on. PA7 will amplify that response. So it's like if you go into the gym and do the work, Take PA7 beforehand and you'll get more out of it. I love things that increase our return on investment. We put in effort. We invest effort into this process of working out and eating well and taking care of ourselves. If I can get do something that's going to give me a better return on that investment, I'm all for it. And that's exactly what PA7 is. It gets more out of every workout, more strength, faster recovery, and more lean muscle mass. Now, I know for me, I know the recommended is, I think, uh, five is like the max. Yeah. I normally sometimes, based off of how I'm training, I'll do a low minimum of three to four pills. Yep. It's rare I'll do five. But honestly, Sean, even with me doing the low dose, I still feel the effects of it. You Here's know? what's amazing. Here's what's amazing. Most of the clinical data was done with an amount that, not most, but some of the clinical data was done with an amount that's about half of the dose we recommend. Um, and we have very recently switched over to our ultra absorption tablet form. I don't know if you've tried that version yet. It just kind of came out in the last couple months. Um, that version has taken us from a five capsule serving to a four tablet serving. So we've got down the serving size a little bit. We're able to get more into the tablet um, structure. And so now a half dose is two and a full dose is, uh, is four. So there's less overall pills to take, but you get the same 
clinical dosage within those four tablets. That's a cool thing. So you don't have to take as many pills to get the same dose. But yes, most of the research was done with what would amount to be two tablets and people still got results. Okay. So you said that new version, it's been out now for the last several months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm actually still on the old one. So yeah. that's the one so where your next, your next bottle, we, we've completely def, uh, sold through the, the old version by now. So whatever next bottle that you got would be the new format of it. And it just works that much better. Okay. So what's the difference between the one we're talking about? And I think it's uh, one called Believer because I've looked at the two, but I don't get the Believer. So the believer, the believer is based on the fact that people are skeptical as they should be, because when someone's out here talking about a product that can help you gain lean muscle two times faster, gain strength two times faster, help you to change your body composition, you should be skeptical. And when they're out here calling it the steroid copycat, you should be skeptical. But we have the research to prove the claims that we're making and to jump to touch on that very briefly, we talk about the fact that you can double your muscle with PA7. Now, that's not saying that if you have 100 pounds of muscle right now, you're going to have 200 pounds of muscle when you take it. It's actually talking about how much you will gain over a specified time period because that's what was demonstrated in the research. If group A who took the placebo gained one pound, group B who took PA7 gained two pounds. That's what happened in the research. And that's, that's the type of levels we're talking about. But again, if both groups put the same effort in, they both trained hard, they both ate well, they were on the same nutrition and training protocols. One group got PA7, one group got placebo, which is a, just a sugar pill with nothing in it. Uh, and this group got double the outcome from the same amount of effort. I would say that's a pretty serious increase. And so that's what PA7 does. And so when we call it the steroid copycat, it's because it's helping you do what steroids do, which is to turn up your protein synthesis and let you respond better to training. In that way, it copies steroids, but without affecting your testosterone levels at all. So steroids are usually a derivative of testosterone or something thereof. So it's going to have a, a serious impact when you put it in your body because other things are going to shut off as a response to a negative feedback loop. But when you take PA7, there is no viable side effect that we're able to determine that's like consistently recurring. And we have over a decade of safety data now, uh, in addition to the fact that we test every batch of every product that we make for its label claim, its safety and its efficacy. So people can feel very confident and safe taking PA7. It's even approved for Olympic athletes. Um, and there's very little downside. So for guys who want to get the most out of their workout, it can help a lot. Okay. Now, no, I'm sorry. I answer your question though. The believer okay. bottle. The believer bottle we came out with because a lot of people were like, geez, I don't want to pay 50 bucks for something, you know, that, that you're just telling me is so good. Uh, so we made a bottle called a believer bottle, which is uh, meant to be a 10 workout supply. So you could effectively try it for two weeks. If you train five times a week, you could take it for two weeks straight every workout and see for yourself how it impacts you for a much lower price point. Okay, that's because when I said we're willing to bet on on the product, so we're we're willing to sell a smaller size because that lets more people try it without feeling like they have to risk as much money, and then they can determine afterwards if they loved it or not. Yeah, because I know when I first started with PA seven, I was looking at I'm like, what's the difference? What what's the difference? And the first thing I thought was maybe it was like a lighter version or something. And then I something told me for that maybe it's like a 
like a trial run yeah. type of, you know, essentially it's that it's like a small size bottle. Yeah. So people can, can run it for two weeks, work out and work, work out after workout and see the difference it makes. Because if you just give someone, if someone's like, Oh, you have a sample and they just take one serving, we don't necessarily know if they're going to have the best experience, but if they get to take it a few times, and in this case, 10 times, we think that they're going to have enough of a, of an evidence base to determine for themselves if it was good or not. Now, my next, well, it's like several questions jumbled into one. Okay. Now I mentioned Mike Rasheed. I've discovered who Mike Rasheed was back in the day, you know, with CT Fletcher and everybody, you know, in that, in that realm working out. And when the whole idea of ambrosia came out, I wanted to do my research as well because I've tried many different products, but something drew me on to ambrosia, you know, and I must say again, as a consumer, I have been very pleased. So pleased. My wife takes, which we'll talk about. She takes nectar with me, Sean. I've ordered that stuff like a crackhead. I, I honestly, Sean, I'm reloading every couple months, but I want to talk about, okay, how did you go into partnership with Mike Rashid? How did you meet Mike Rashid? And how did you all come up with Ambrosia as the brainchild? Yeah. So they say like minds, uh, they attract to each other. They do well with each other. And one thing that Mike and I have in common, because we're, if you just were to look at us both in, in a room, we're very different uh, in, in a lot of ways. Like, Mike has an energy that is like unmistakable in the sense of how he can dominate a room and uh, the magnetism that he has with his personality. Uh, I'm much more, I'm not introverted by any means. I'm, I'm down to talk to anyone anytime and, and I'm, I'm outgoing enough, but my energy is much quieter and uh, much less like that. I'm going to be something that's going to draw people in. But uh, when you remove that exterior layer, the way we think is actually almost identical. The way our senses of humor, our, our analytical sides of how we analyze situations and information and our desire to do really great things and to make an impact and to not just do what the minimum is, but to figure out a way to make it the maximum, like to give our maximum to everything is something that we align on. And so we crossed paths in late 2014 or, or uh, something around there and uh, we kind of hit it off a little bit. And then from there, Mike and Mark and myself, Mark Lobeliner, our third partner, we did an event in South Carolina where we were doing like a 100 rep dumbbell uh, competition where Mike and Mark were, were using 100 pound dumbbells and I was using like 80 pound dumbbells and we were racing because those guys are much bigger than me. I had to have some some kind of like little thing. Yeah. Uh, they're both well over 200 pounds. At this time, I'm barely 170. So um I'm using 80-pound dumbbells or 75-pound dumbbells. They're using hundreds, and we're racing to 100 reps. Um, and it was, just, it was just for fun because Mike had a brand called I'm So Alpha. I had HPN, and Mark had um, MTS. So okay, we all yeah. had different, different supplement brands. So we were just there working together, like collabing, because we, we had hit it off a few months earlier in Texas at an expo. Uh, and so we're like, yeah, we don't, I don't mind working with him. And he's like, I don't mind working with him. So we all went together to this place called Muscle and Strength. It was a, a retailer. They still, they're still in business. Um, we went there, filmed this video. And then in that process, we kind of like became pretty tight. We we're like, okay, we definitely hit it off. But as it turned out, Mike and I had a, a flight 
back home together. We flew in separately, but we, our flight home was, uh, was the same flight. And on that flight, we were just talking like for four hours straight. And we were talking about the fact that like most of the supplements of the people that we knew were really oriented towards performance of your body in the most like basic way. It was like more strength, more energy, more muscle, uh, less body fat. That was like the main outcome and desired outcome and marketing around most of the current products. More strength, more energy, more muscle, less body fat. Right? Those are those are like the those are like the very quick way of uh, categorizing most of the products that were out there. This is back in 2014. So the whole idea of like taking care of your body and like like life optimization and total wellness. It wasn't as, as popular as it is now. All the things that we think about like sauna and cold plunge, those weren't even available. Red light, not available. Like they weren't really being talked about. Of course they existed, but they weren't in the popular culture yet. Um, so people were really focused on what you could see. And we were like, there's so much more to it than that. We know that there is. And so we wanted to start by, um, doing something together like that was going to be different than what we did separately. So all of our current companies were sports nutrition. And so we said, let's make a brand that is uninhibited by anything that we've done before. That is its own thing so that we can not have to worry about how anyone feels about this product or that product, or does it make sense for the market? We just want to make stuff that we're passionate about over here. We just want to make stuff that we think is cool that we would like to use ourselves, and then maybe other people would like to use too. And so the first product that we wanted to make was something for the mind, something to help the mind function better, something to make you sharper, uh, recall information faster, retain more information, all that. And we had just seen the movie Limitless. Have you seen that movie? Limitless. Uh, he takes a, he, he gets a pill that, that gives him like unlimited mental capabilities. Yes. We had just seen that movie and we're like, man, we need to we need to develop something that can let us tap into a fraction of that. You know, because obviously it's a movie that's uh, played up, but we think that the human mind is the most powerful machine on the planet. And so we're like, okay, let's let's do what we can to maximize what you can get out of this brain. And we're the type of guys who would want to work so hard and for so long that we would we would entertain taking things like Adderall or Vyvanse or other focused drugs that you know, are meant for people with ADD, ADHD, but we would take them just to be able to work more. Um, but we're like, that's clearly not good for you and not the all, not the outcome that you want long-term. So let's develop a natural product like with only plant-based ingredients that can help us to feel some fraction of this. And so that's when Ambrosia was born. We came up with the name Ambrosia because we both believe that your truest and most divine form of yourself is a god it's 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 a god in the sense of an architect in the sense of a planner in the sense of a, a conduit to what's possible in, in the world and so if you are treating your body and your mind and your energy in the best way you are a god in, in your own way not the god in, in terms of christianity or or etc but you're the god of your of your world of your of your life and of, of what's going to happen with you and ambrosia in greek mythology was the food of the gods and so if we were going to treat and honor ourselves as if we were a god, this is the type of things that we should be consuming. And so that's how we came up with the name. And um, the first product, Mental Jewels, that's something that Mike used to do on YouTube is he would give out mental jewels. He would make videos with pieces of advice or wisdom that he had learned through his life, and he would call them that, Mental Jewels. 
So we said, okay, we're going to make the product called that because this is really like <laughs> one of our ultimate pieces of advice is to take care of your brain uh, and let that begin the journey of taking care of yourself overall. Now, you did you mentioned Mark, and I forgot I forgot to uh, shout Mark out. Um, I'm a supporter of of his products too. I'm the Outright Bars, <laughs> very good. Now, what made you all come out with Nectar? Because Nectar sold me because it wasn't necessarily nothing major. But there was a point when I went to the doctor and he told me he looked at the kidney numbers and was like, they're okay. But he gave me that but, meaning they could be a little bit better. But it wasn't nothing for me to panic about. And and honestly, at that moment, I ran to Nectar because of what you all said Nectar does for you. The kidney, the heart, the lungs. That sold me. And no lie, when I started taking it, my numbers changed. Yeah, we we have to always be careful when it comes to supplements with making uh, medical claims because dietary supplements aren't intended to treat or cure a disease. But we can be pretty specific about what they can do in terms of these ingredients when we talk about the possibilities. And yes, we specifically designed Nectar to increase the quality and the performance of your liver, lungs, heart and kidney, as you mentioned. And these four organs are major contributors to your overall quality of life. And so by taking these natural plant ingredients, 13 of them in this case, the thing that we did that no one had ever done before is take all these ingredients, which are all really amazing, and normally they're separated. Normally you get them each in their own pills. So you have you would have a handful of, you know, something like between five and 10 pills. And you would take them all and say, okay, I've, like I've taken all my health supplements. We said, let's put them all together Let's dose them fully so that we're actually replacing all those five to 10 pills. And then let's make it taste really good so you can enjoy drinking it. And that's what Nectar is. And we made that product because we knew that there'd be a demand for it if we could make it taste really good. Because we knew a lot of people took these supplements, things like milk, thistle, and CoQ10. We knew that people were taking them. So it's like, let's make them taste good. Let's put them all together conveniently and let's put it out there. And as it turned out, people loved it because it's our second best seller. And then my last product is one of my favorites, Planta. Yeah. And Planta was like the really like a breakthrough for plant protein. Uh, time will tell how it all shakes out. But we happen to think that Planta is the best plant protein on the, in the world, period. And that anyone else who makes a plant protein is just fighting for second place. That's what we think. And um, like I said, time will tell how that all shakes out in terms of what, what is remembered. But we think that we innovated plant protein in a very significant way. Because before us, I don't think anyone was really putting any effort into making the plant protein taste good. I think they were very accepting and willing to take plant protein for something that didn't taste good, that was gritty and chalky, had an incomplete amino acid profile, uh, didn't really mix up all that great, and had bland and boring hippie flavors, um, chocolate and vanilla, sometimes strawberry. Our joke was that it doesn't matter which flavor you get, it's going to taste like dirt anyway. That's what we would always say. So we said, let's fix that. Let's fix the amino acid profile. Let's make it match up with whey protein. Let's make it mix very, very well. Let's make it so that the mouth feels very good. It's not gritty. Let's make the flavors bold and unusual and like fun. Um, and then let's like most of all, let's make it digest very well so that you don't feel bloated or irritated in the gut when you consume it because people are going to have that issue if your protein is low quality. 
So we fixed all that. We made it taste amazing and people just like flocked to it. And it kind of immediately became our number one seller when we released it. Now it's the number one seller in vitamin shop. And we just launched two weeks ago in Sprouts. Yeah, I saw that. So I said, because I normally order it online, but luckily for me, I do have a Sprouts down the street. So, and a vitamin shop. So I'm willing to now go out and get it a lot faster versus, you know, ordering it and waiting, which shipping is not bad, I must say, but it'll be faster to go to now to Sprouts. Now, what are your top, your personal top two flavors of um, Planta? For me, it's candy bar and banana maple. It's like kind of like uh, as far as the flavors that are out. Now, what we don't know about is the flavors that aren't out yet that I may or may not be drinking. <laughs> okay, so basically that, that you're hinting at there is obviously going to be a lot more new flavors coming There's out. There's definitely going to be new flavors. At any given time, you could count on the fact that we have four or five flavors in the works that we're developing and testing. It takes us a long time to come up with a flavor because we make a lot of revisions, keep trying new combinations. That's really what, what my, one of my main jobs is, is to lead the way on innovation for us, for Ambrosia. And so I'm always testing new flavors. I'm always working with the flavor labs to come out with new stuff, do new extracts and see what we can do, play with the sweetener profiles, the grades of different stevias and monk fruits that we could use to create different types of texture within the flavor and like different mouthfeels. There's a lot that we, that we do to try and make these products fantastic. And I think it, it shows. People love them. Yeah, the, the maple French toast is going to be my next one because I'm still, right now, I'm still on the um, peanut butter banana. So that's, that's, that's going to be my next go-to. Yeah. I've been stuck on peanut butter banana a few times for a couple months where I, I couldn't get off it. It was like the only one I wanted to drink. <laughs> Sean, I wanted to, before we wrap up, I wanted to, again, say thank you. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. I learned a lot more, obviously. But I want to, again, thank you for sitting down with me, talking with me, me getting to know you better and your, you know, your endeavors and companies better. Before before we close out, how can, you know, if anyone maybe wants to obviously try some of these products or maybe follow you on social media, go ahead and shoot out all your information for everyone. Yeah, the two the two platforms where I'm active and uh, pretty proud of uh, my participation on are um, Instagram, where I'm at Sean Torbati. And you can see all the companies that I design the products for and am a partner in. I don't, I don't design products for anyone that I'm not a partner in the company. But uh, that's High Performance Nutrition, Ambrosia Collective, uh, One Soul, uh, which is uh, oriented towards uh, younger women, True Supplements, which is like more mainstream women, uh, and Zila, which is for younger men. Um, so I have several different brands that, that are catering to different market positions. Those are all, you can see them all on my Instagram. Uh, but at Sean Torbati, S-E-A-N-T-O-R-B-A-T-I um, on Instagram. And the same thing on YouTube, um, where I have a, a ton of videos about supplements, but also about different nutritional concepts. I have a, I have something called Two Minute Diet, where I have a, a series of videos breaking down either dietary styles or certain foods for special properties that are within them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Before we do leave, I just want to say, after hearing all this information, don't be afraid to get in a gym or not even a gym. Don't be afraid to grab someone and say, hey, let's work out. If this wasn't motivation, then I don't know what is. Sean, you know again, what? The people who, who are out there who have this information, most of them that I know want to share it. Uh, it's one of those contagious things that you don't want to keep to yourself. If you know about it, 
you want to share it with other people. And so I encourage people to go to the gym and the person that you feel intimidated by, who you feel like, oh, they're going to judge me or whatever. If you ask them for help, just ask them a, a couple questions. You're going to find that they are like more than anxious. They actually are honored to help you. And uh, us getting past this stigma of, uh, of people judging people in the gym, it's a big thing because I know it's a problem when, you, when you're out of shape or you haven't started yet. You feel like, well, geez, I don't know if this, this is going to be for me or if people are going to make fun of me or whatnot or just judge me and you know, be rude to me. Um, none of us like that feeling. But what I can say is the people I know who are in the best shape are also the most desiring to help other people, assuming they have time and whatnot. But like uh, asking a question, whether it's like, hey, can you give me a tip about this? Or like, where can I go uh, to learn about that? People love to share, know about this stuff. They love it. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. No other better way than to close out with that. Sean, once again, I appreciate you. Until next time, guys, stay safe. And let's be healthy. Thanks, Kevin.